Hi, and welcome to the Religion and Story podcast with your host, Stephen, Daniel, and Michael Crouch. Welcome to today's podcast. Today we are going to go through a Pew Research study. Now, Pew Research often does studies on the American religious experience. And today we're going to be going through one of their studies called If the U.S. Had 100 People Charting Americans' Religious Beliefs and Practices. Basically what it does is it takes uh, the population of Americans as if it were 100 people, uh, X percentage does this religiously, X percentage does that. But Daniel, I know you've been looking through this, so I'm going to send it over to you for the first comment. So in this article, the, the very first uh, study that it shows is regarding religious attendance. So how many people are going to church every week? And so it breaks it down into three groups. It says 36% or 36 people out of the 100 people. 36% of Americans attend church weekly or more. So I assume weekly or more is referring to Sunday nights, Wednesday evening, something like that. Uh, and then 33% are attending monthly or yearly. So pretty infrequently, probably going for Christmas and Easter, something along those lines. And then 30% attend seldom or never. So more than once a year, maybe you attended for uh, someone's baptism or you haven't, you've never attended at all. And then if you, if you did your math correctly, you'd realize there's 1% still left out and those people didn't answer. I refuse to answer that question. Yeah, they refused. So um, there's, there's a lot of stuff that we can um, analyze and look into this and sort of hypothesize about the American culture and what those three numbers tell us. Uh, the, the first thing is, and this will make... This will be more important the, as we go through the study, is that 36% of people attending is far less than the amount of actual uh, Christians or people who identify as religious. And so we have to ask ourselves, in American culture, what, uh, how does going to church correlate with their actual beliefs? Um, and it looks like only half of Christians, at least, or religious people, are saying, yeah, my my belief in God or whatever uh, means I, I need to go to church. Are, are you all seeing something similar in this study? Yeah, I, I think I, I see the same thing. And just to go uh, a few more graphs down, they also ask the question, uh, is religion important to you? And 53 out of 100 people there say that religion is very important. So imagine this, that uh, if 53 out of 100 people say that religion is very important, yet only 36 out of 100 people go to uh, attend a worship service on a weekly basis or more often, there is some disconnect between saying that religion is very important and actually going. Um, perhaps it's a, as what Martin Luther would say, the, the conversion of the heart versus the conversion of actions. You know, I, I'm not actually uh, going to uh, give my whole life over to something, even though I believe it. To, to those of us who are serious Christians, this sounds like a real disconnect, something that we can't really relate to. But we have to realize that there is a uh, non-trivial 
part of the population that that's that is their daily life yeah i think you could easily just boil this down to something as simple as a, a spiritual discipline people say that it's important to them but how hard even for people that do even attend on a weekly basis is it how hard is it for you to actually make sure that you are as involved as possible because you can always find little areas that you could have been more involved in uh, I mean, it's like that Schindler's List effect, the movie ends, spoiler alert, he no, has one last ring that he gets on to himself about, I could have used this to save one more person. And so as Christians, I mean, uh, where are we falling short? And so even on a more grand scale, people that say that religion is important to them, they just are not able to have the spiritual discipline to make sure that they live their life as uh as Christian or as godly as possible. Uh, and I think that's where the church is supposed to be there to support them. Uh, yeah, I want to add in, I think there's probably a, another uh, sub-demographic in there uh, of that the 20% difference between the people who take it seriously but aren't attending weekly. I'm sure it's not the majority of that 20%, but probably a, a small group do take it very seriously and they do participate in other Christian disciplines. Maybe they, they feed the hungry and study their Bible daily or something like that. But they've specifically chosen that discipline, the discipline of church attendance and being with the body and said they don't want to be a part of that, uh, likely or possibly out of a rejection of uh, the Christian or the religious establishment. And so what, what do y'all think about that um, obviously, I think all three of us don't uh, don't care for that idea. But what what uh, what more would you say about that? Yeah, so I I know some of these people, and I, I think uh, all of our listeners today, all of us who are on this podcast, can say I know these people. I, I know someone who considers themselves a Christian yet chooses not to attend, and so then we have to go back and try to find out what is the root cause. Why did they make that decision? Perhaps it's because they've been jaded by the church. They've seen uh, God's people at at their worst. Uh, they've seen God's people be hypocrites. They've seen leadership failures. Sometimes it's because they didn't fit into the culture of a specific congregation. And perhaps they don't consider all churches, but they say, this this version of the church that I've seen, I didn't like it. I want to get away from it. I, th I think that it, it is incumbent on us as weekly churchgoers who believe that, uh, that the church is very important to continue relationships with those people and to remind them that we miss them in, individually, not, not the church as a whole, but I, as a member of the church, miss them want them to be a part of my family. I, I agree with that. And I, I think that as we go through the data that's been collected with this research, we're going to see that um, the church does have areas where they can help, but it really does come down to a selfishness or a, a an individual action where you are placing your own desires uh, and just things that you are prioritizing above God. And those are the reasons why you have then chosen not to place the fellowship first uh, and place God first. And that's why um, you're lacking that relationship with God, whether you'd like to admit it or not. And 
you fall short in many ways because you're not putting in the time to better yourself spiritually. Uh, and really what it is is people are finding enjoyment and other things that whether they're godly or neutral uh, or in, in most cases ungodly, those things are then becoming higher in your priorities than what God would have you uh, place them as. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that assessment. Um, let's uh, let's look at the next graph. I think this will uh, this will educate our discussion on all of these. Right, uh, so right. the next one has to do with people's certainty about God. And so it, it begins by saying that 89% of Americans believe in God. But it says uh, of those 89%, 63% are absolutely certain in that belief of God. Uh, 20% are fairly certain. And then 6% are not certain at all of that belief in God. It then goes on to say that 2% of people didn't answer. I love those people. 9% those, are my, those people are don't my favorite. Believe. I love, they didn't answer. I love the people who don't answer these questions. They take the time to fill out the, fill out the entire survey and say, "No, not going to answer." No. Not that one. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then the last the last group was nine percent who don't believe. So they're at least they help out our study a little bit more. Uh, I mean, they may be lost for eternity, but at least the the survey <laughs> is complete. Um, it's the worst joke so, ever. Sorry, I, I apologize. That was in poor taste. <laughs> But um, so yeah, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Eighty nine percent of people uh, in America say they believe in God, uh, and then a majority, but still not nearly all, sixty three percent are certain, and then we have twenty percent fairly certain, six percent not certain at all. Well, it's almost very close to the people that uh, go weekly or more, and monthly or uh, to yearly, uh, and then those numbers almost line up directly with the people who are fairly certain are also the, about the same amount, uh, sorry, fairly certain or don't believe are very similar to the amount that are seldom or never go. That, uh, yeah. So you're implying that the, I don't know which direction the relationship goes, but perhaps going to church and being a part of the body of believers is going to affect your certainty in this uh, in the divine, in the existence of God. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but my first thought are the people that are not really certain about it are the people that, you know, they, I, I would, it makes sense that they're not certain because they don't have a clue. Uh, they don't, they don't know uh, what, where are they getting their information from? Uh, either they got it growing up from their mom or their grandma, whoever was their spiritual influence in their life that, or maybe there was none, and uh, and now they're most likely getting it from social media. Right, and yeah. I would say that these people are probably what we would call cultural Christians, that this is the culture that they've grown up in. Mom was a Christian, Grandma was a Christian. I don't know, though. Um, perhaps, though, the glass-half-full way to look at this is to say that we do have a place to start with them in conversation. They're open to the idea of faith, and how it can be a part of their life, it it is going to have to change their convictions, their priority priorities, as Stephen was talking about earlier. It, but Stephen, as you said, it comes down to them making an individual choice. We as Christians, though, have to nudge them in the right direction. 
Yeah, and one of the major roadblocks that um, not many people are aware of when they start into a spiritual discussion, and I'm putting these people into that category of people that are fairly certain that God exists, is when you start trying to point out things that you think are obvious things that should convict somebody, they will then formulate that idea into does this really line up with what I want? And so they're 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 mm-hmm. saying do, is 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 what you're telling me lining up with the religion that I've already decided on? And that is a huge uh, hurdle that people have got to be able to get over if you're going to actually get them to find the truth. Uh, if you already have your religion predefined, then you're fighting a losing battle. Right. That's that's worshiping a god that's shaped in my image rather than me being reshaped into his. Those were very wise words. Shall we move on? Please. So the, the next study uh, is in regards to... It's all one uh, study. Please. It's just the next question. Yes, Michael. <laughs> it's like I have never even read this thing before. Um, it is, is a next question is about the, uh, people's beliefs on the afterlife, uh, particularly heaven and hell. So it gets broken down into the, the bulk of people and 55% of people believe in heaven and hell, which is obviously the, the orthodox, the mainstream, uh, Christian belief, um, regarding the afterlife. And, and I have, to, I keep saying Christian. I do want to pause and say that this study is that just America and based on other findings from this um, same study, uh, probably around 70% of Americans are Christian. So I keep talking about as if these are all Christians answering yeah. this, and that is not at all the case. But 55% believe in heaven and hell. 17% believe in hell, or believe in heaven, not hell. And then my favorite, the next one, is 3% believe in hell, not heaven. Uh, which I guess the technical term for that would be universal damnation. Um, <laughs> there are three percent of Americans who uh, believe that. We shouldn't be that. laughing at that. That is not a laughing matter. <laughs> and could, then uh, finally, you have twenty-five percent who believe in neither. Could the three percent be annihilationists who believe that some people are just annihilated in a worse way? Yeah, I I don't know what that is. That is the strangest thing to me. That's just um, a checkmark error. On the surface. Yeah. Such a <laughs> negative view on life. We're all going to hell. Everybody. Well, that's probably the guy that whenever he gets mad says, see in hell. And <laughs> that, that, I apologize to our viewers for, yeah, uh, let's, uh, let's keep this, um, be more reverent, compassionate. Reverent, please. Okay. Um, no. That's how the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been so successful is their irreverent humor. That's what we need to introduce into the podcast. Mm. It's just an irreverent humor for universal damnation. <laughs> I'm, of course, kidding. We shouldn't do that. Uh, and that's how we will surpass the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm. Seven so. minutes, 48 seconds. <laughs> edit out. Okay. No, um. We're keeping this in. All right. So, Stephen, tell me. Uh, what... Um, so we have the 55% that have the mainstream belief. We'll bracket them off. Uh, what does that 17% of in heaven, not hell, um, and maybe even the 3% of in hell, not heaven, what does that tell you? I, I really, just again, like you said, the 3% that 
uh, believe in hell, not heaven. I don't know what to make of that. That's just weird. But I think that the 17% and the 25%, the heaven, not hell, and believes in neither is really just a push for people's comfort, uh, especially the heaven, not hell. I want to only think that uh, something's good's going to happen to me. Why would God send me to hell? That type of an attitude. Uh, well, I'll tell you why. It says in the Bible that if you do not have Christ in your life, then you will not help. He will deny you if you've denied him. So, uh, yeah, that 17% scripturally obviously isn't right. Uh, and the only reason that somebody would think that is because they have that attitude that God could not punish his creation in that way. The uh, believes in neither. Um, again, it, you're just... I think it would have to then be a mix of Muslims and just non-Christians that are answering that way. And then just a, a, pe a few people that think, uh, uh, you know, that holistic uh, uh, approach where we're just part of this earth and we, we are, I don't know. So uh, I want to point out a few things. First of all, uh, congratulations to those one or two people that, that actually answered this question rather than saying, I don't know or refuse to answer <laughs> Um, they got back on the survey. They're back in the survey. That's good. So uh, th that's 17% of people who believe in heaven but not hell. Um, the, this is a ever-growing group, I would say. I, I, I would imagine that this group has grown in size over the past couple of years because the popular scholarly community has been moving in this direction. And to, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. To any of our listeners who are unaware of this, Rob Bell... Uh, who you might remember from the NUMA videos of your college days, <laughs> if, if you're my age, uh, or many of his uh, well-written books, but um, some of his books promote this idea. Love uh, wins, love, in particular. Right, love wins, saying that, uh, that eventually everyone will come over to heaven, that God will redeem us all in time. Now, um, this is not a new idea. It's called uh, Purgatory. And the Catholic, well, the Catholics have had a similar idea long before Rob Bell ever tried to introduce it into Protestantism. That said, it's still a heterodox idea. Daniel, you sound like you have some more to add there. Yeah, so uh, some fact checks uh, are in order. Um, and then just some other comments. So uh, first, yeah, so let's, let's talk about that. So usually, um, so purgatory does not, Actually, I mean, they still have a doctrine of hell. Correct. Correct. I'm just saying um, that they're saying that it's it's Catholicism would say heaven, purgatory, hell, whereas yeah. Rob Bell would say heaven, and he wouldn't call it purgatory, but that's what it is. But heaven or purgatory. So um, universalism is uh, has historically been a, a constant thread in Christianity. There have been. Uh, Christians who have believed that since the earliest days of Christianity. Um, the most notable example is Origen, one of the church fathers. Um, I have been told, I need to research this more by uh, a friend who may very well be listening to this, that Origen did not actually believe in universalism. Um, but that's most people think Origen believed in universalism. And... Uh, and then a lot, there have been scholars throughout history who have taught that, and there have been Christians throughout history who have thought that. But I think Stephen was right to say that that 
um, is probably significantly higher than the scholarly minority from the past and has been inflated based on current cultural trends of people um, simply saying, uh, I, I don't want hell. Um, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't want it. Just an uh, so idea I, of acceptance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then another th- I wanted to also comment on something that Stephen said from earlier about the uh, the 25% who believe in neither. Um, so you could put that in, uh, like, we commented earlier that there's that's about how many people aren't Christian, I think, in the U.S. Um, Muslims are, are probably going to, they believe in, I assume they would be answering a heaven-hell sort of answer. Um, or maybe just to have an answer. I, I don't think that they would believe in neither. I, I need to. I just read a book about Islam not long ago, and I can't remember how exactly they would define that. Um, and but I would. You would normally think, okay, that twenty five percent. That's just all atheists who are saying that. But um, I think it's worth noting that there are probably some atheists who do, strangely enough, believe in some sort of afterlife. Um, and that there are actually uh, – there's a small minority of Christians who don't believe in an afterlife. And so I just think that's strange and worth noting. Um, but that's that's all the fact-checking I had. Just a quick Google search on origin. What, what I was seeing was that he presented the idea of universalism, but you can't necessarily say from what he wrote that he believed in it, just that he was discussing it. So Okay, interesting. That's what the other guy would probably say. Yeah. Hey, it looks like we're pretty long-winded, so we're going to pause our discussion and continue next week our conversation on Christianity in America.